Welcome to the Views from the 601 Podcast. I am your host, Daryl Reese Jr. Now, this probably won't be a long podcast, but before we even get to sports, I want to give a shout-out to Tyrone Hankerson. Now, I was just strolling through Twitter, and I seen his headline. It's, I saw I seen this picture, this guy just jumping up. I'm just like, okay, okay. I just didn't pay, to pay no mind, so I seen the headline, so I open the article where well, the headline says meet student employee tyrone hankerson who stole almost five hundred thousand in howard university financial aid money to become an ig model like my first initial thought like how did this man get away with stealing financial aid money now me being a college student i was having my speculations and my theories like how does this how does this man really just steal financial how do you even steal financial aid money like what was you working you have to be working in the office or knowing somebody that works in the office so this man i guess like i was i was reading the article from um black sports online and obviously he done bought like mink coats he has it says he bought mink coats designer bags personal video photographer and all that he got his own media team like this man really been finessing the system like ain't ain't too many ways you you can finesse the college system it's a couple but it ain't a lot but this is a, this is a new one i ain't never heard of this one before it's a head scratcher like come on tyrone <laughs> like this is a head scratcher bro like Half a million dollars in financial aid money? Like, man. And I know Howard got it, so. And then I know they kind of missed it, too. So, I guess it went unnoticed for a minute. But I ain't really read, like, the full thing. Like, to see if they got him and like that. But I, I'm pretty sure that he been caught if he made the headlines. But, yeah, he all, like, I'm hearing he deleted his Instagram, deleted all his social media. So I'm like, man, you done live your life. You done live a good life, Tyrone. <laughs> like, bro, like how do you financial aid money? Like, that's crazy. Like, he had to have a transfer to a bank account or something. Cause obviously, it wasn't physical money, but dang, bro. Dang. It's a head scratcher, like. Oh no, mink coats, designer bags. You done turned to an IG model flashing on the ground. Man. But yeah, I want to talk about music a little bit before we even get to sports. I got a couple sports topics I want to get into. But next week, Carter B dropping her album, Invasion of Privacy. I think that's the name. Next week, next Friday or Saturday? I would say next Friday. And it's scheduled, like, my prediction, I give it. 100,000 first week sales. And it's probably it's most it's most likely going to make more if her hit record can't even think of the name of it right now but Bodak Yellow, Bodak Yellow. I'm sure Bodak Yellow is going to be on the album. So I'm pretty sure it might do 200k. Atlanta really going to push it. So it might do 200k the album I'm, i ain't really anticipating but i will listen to it because there's a lot of albums that i want to get into but this episode i got 
maybe three or four topics that I want to get into. I'm not going to talk much because we have our first guest. I'm in his group chat, this Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers football team group chat. And you know this podcast is centered really a main a lot of stuff. It's centered around a lot of things, sports, music, just anything that really just comes to mind or any topic that I write down or anything that I come up with. So the guy's name, Josh. I really can't pronounce your last name right now. He told me to it earlier. Like I already recorded the um, conversation. I can't even pronounce the last name right now. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because I might pronounce it wrong. But I got Josh coming on. We're going to have a 30-minute conversation about Chargers football. And we're just going to have, like, just dope conversation about what's going on with the team, our predictions, the players that we like, and the free agency and the draft coming up. But one topic I want to get into before I head into the um before I head into the um to the conversation. Before I head into the conversation, I want to talk a little bit about Odell Beckham. Now we talked about this in a conversation that we did had. A lot of Chargers fans want Odell Beckham. A lot of people like a lot of rumors they say. I don't think it's really I think it's false rumors that the Chargers are interested in Odell Beckham. In my opinion, we don't need a receiver at all. But if we were to acquire Odell Beckham, you would think, like, what would it require to get him? Like, what would we have to give up? Obviously, the Giants were seeking a first-round pick. And a lot of uh, reports and articles are saying they are seeking two first-round picks now. If I was the Chargers, I personally wouldn't – I personally wouldn't do the trade. But if I had to and if I, like – if I knew that that would put our offense over the edge to be one of the elite, in the league, which I feel like even if we don't have Odell now, we still can be – we still are going to be the most elite offense in the league as well as on defense. So I will offer Tyrell Williams first-round pick, throw in another pick, and boom, that's it right there. I'll make that trade. But then again, it all depends on how much they actually asking for. I know they're asking for two first-round picks, but – but Tom Telesco, he's not really a big trade market guy, so I don't see him making no high key or like major trades anytime soon at all. I don't see that happen anytime soon. But yeah, like Tyrell Williams, he's a guy. I don't think he's he's a guy. When Kenny Allen went down a couple two years ago, he's a guy that had a thousand yard receiving receiving season. So he's a good wide receiver for us. He's a good. 6'4 guy, 4'4 guy that can get over the top of the defenses. That's good with the slants. It's, it's a great, he's a good route runner. He's a good guy to have compliment Phillip Rivers or what Phillip Rivers like to do with like the V-Jack kind of guy, the 6'4 frame, 6'5 frame kind of guy. But, yeah, you still got the NFL draft approaching. Like I alluded to on last week's episode, I want to release a mock draft. I'm going to actually work on that soon. I want to actually release a seven-round mock draft for the Chargers next week. So I hope to release that sometime, like probably next Thursday when the next episode roll around. So that's probably when I want to release that. But let's get, in, let's get into the um, NBA playoffs. Obviously, my Denver Nuggets fall. They were the ninth seed currently. I would say the Utah Jazz just lost earlier tonight to the Celtics. Jalen Brown actually just hit a game winner. I actually just seen that like not too long ago. So we're maybe two games, a uh, game and a half behind the Utah Jazz. 
But I feel like if our guards continue to improve, Jokic continue to do what he's been doing, we get more production out of Paul Millsap, Barton, and the guys from the bench, we can actually make a run these last couple, I would say seven games, I would say. I would say seven games. Don't quote me on that, but I would say we have seven games left. So we can probably push a run, make a run. Hopefully one of those teams can fall off. Like our best bet for the Utah Jazz to just go on the slump right now. That's that is our best bet for the Utah Jazz to go on the slump. But I, in my opinion, Denver is obviously not a big market in the NBA. So I don't see any top tier marquee free agents coming in. So we have to produce our own through the draft and just try to sign role guys here and there. But one thing I would like for them to do is actually make a trade. That's one thing that I would actually like them to do is make a trade for a superstar guy. Let's start, let's go on the limb. But we actually don't need a guard right now. We have Murray and Harris, those two young guys that I like. In my opinion, they're a top five tandem. Like they're up there. They're not up there with the John Wall and Bradley Bill just yet. But they will be eventually. They're two young guys. Haven't been in the league that long. So they still got a lot to learn, in my opinion. And I'm sure a lot of Nuggets fans will agree with that. They'll attest to that. But yeah, like March Madness, I wanna give I wanna get on a little bit about March Madness. I wanna brief on that topic for a minute. Like my original prediction, I had Duke winning it all. And obviously that didn't go too well. That didn't bowl too well last week. And they lost to Kansas. Malik Newman, he put on a show. I always knew what he can do. I, f- I actually forgot he went to Kansas because he was originally at Mississippi State. So that's where I knew him from. I heard that he transferred. So I was like, okay, cool. That's good for his draft start. Let's get him known. Let's get, let's get him known. So obviously the media world and the sports world, they can attest to what he really can do. But like I said, I had Duke winning it all. I had Duke taking the national championship, and obviously it didn't it didn't go well. There's just a lot of things that happened during the game that I felt like that could have Duke could have done differently. Like it was when they let Grayson Allen in the fourth quarter just go down the court when instead of calling the timeout. Obviously the coach felt like it was a wise decision, but me personally, I would say he had two timeouts left, or maybe one. But he still he had a timeout where he could have used, but that often led to an overtime. Lost, so we'll see how that plays out next year. They got a lot of high school commits that's coming, like Zion Williams. I would say R.J. Baird. I would say I can't remember who else. But they got a lot of guys coming in. So Duke will be back in Final Four next year. They'll be back where they left off next year. Even though Marvin Bally just declared from the draft today, he just declared from the draft. So that's going to be interesting to see where he goes and how well he plays. But, yeah, it's not not really going to be a long episode. Like I said, I want to introduce a guest. And we're in this group chat that we have, the Chargers group chat. We have a lot of Chargers fans that we voice our opinion on and just give our thoughts on, like, say, for instance, the Odell situation, the even the Richard Sherman situation, the Jason Verrett situation, as well as the Gates, Antonio Gates situation. So that's what I want to get into, and I want to introduce, like, my guest. His name is Josh, so I hope you enjoy this conversation. 
So yeah, I want to get and talk about like what um what's the prediction? What's the record you got the Chargers got this season? What's the prediction? Record? Yeah. Um, I think I'm seeing us at to review the schedule again, but I'm pretty sure I've either got us at ten and six or eleven and five. Yeah. And I do I do see us winning the AFC West. I think we've got a loss to our neighbors up in LA, the Rams. <laughs> yeah, they going crazy up there. Yeah, that's in Mexico too, I think. Yeah. I remember right. Um, and from there, I think we'll split games with the Chiefs. Um, then look at the schedule again, but we play the Rams later on. In, well, we play the Rams this season, right? Yeah, yeah, we play the Rams this season. I, I, as, as I was saying, I think I think we play them in Mexico. I think we got a game in Mexico this season. Okay. Oh yeah, I did that. I did. Hear, I think I did hear about that. Yeah. So. But yeah, when I once I did view the schedule, I was like, I was thinking, like this was way before the trades and all that happened with the quarterback situation with Alex Smith and all that. So I was yeah. just thinking, like, if we stay healthy, and the way we ended the season last year, we can squeeze in eleven and five yeah, up there in that area. I think eleven and five, and I was giving us. There was one game I was thinking we'd possibly lose just from, like, a slip-up. You know, the Chargers, they, they'll, they're good to lose at least one game a year that they're supposed to win. Oh, yeah, then, every year. So, yeah. And there's – yeah. So, at home we got the Broncos, Bengals, Cardinals, Chiefs, Niners, Raiders, Ravens, and Titans. I pretty much see us – Beating all of them at home there, maybe except the Niners will be a good game. Yeah. But yeah, and away we got the Bills, Broncos, Browns, Chiefs, Raiders, Rams, Seahawks, and Steelers. I think Rams and Steelers will be. A, I think those are going to be tough games, but I'm pretty sure. Like I said, the Rams game I think is in Mexico. And it's considered an away game, which that's kind of actually, it's actually kind of beneficial to us. Yeah. The 49ers, they actually my sleeper team this year. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy G, he's 5-0 and as a starter. I'm knowing. Yeah, that's actually my yeah, sleeper team. Yeah, they've been, they've had some good acquisitions this offseason, too. Oh, yeah. And they still got a lot of cap space, too, so that's pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah, they picked up Sherman. Their defense should be solid. I think, I think they picked up their receiver too in free agency, but yeah. it's not positive. Speaking of Sherman, what you think about like all the speculation that Sherman might come um, to LA to the Chargers when that around that area? Like, what you, yeah, what you think about that? happening? I mean, I see why people were speculating it because Gus Bradley, yeah, yeah, with his ties with Gus Bradley, but. When you look at it on paper in our roster with our cornerbacks, it really doesn't make any sense. Exactly. With, considering we've got Casey Hayward, he's debatably the number one cornerback in the NFL. Trevor Williams, an upcoming star, I think, in my opinion, he was a top 10 cornerback last year, but he flew kind of under the radar. And then you got Jason Barrett, who, if healthy, 
when he was healthy with a top five cornerback, but we don't know if he'll be back to form or not. And then you got Desmond King who played great in the slot. I I hope we don't move Desmond King to safety. Just I think he would regress some from. You say you hope not. Yeah, I hope not. Just because I think I think he would regress. He had a great rookie season as a slot cornerback, and I think if we move him to safety, then I think there's going to be some regression there, changing positions. It's not going to be like he's a rookie all over again, but it's definitely going to be a learning curve, and it would be a little bit different than playing slot, obviously. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, like in my mind, I don't think we're going to bring back Trey Boston. I don't think we'll bring back Trey either. Because we got our cap space. Yeah. I don't think we can. I I like the addition of Mike Pouncey, and when I weigh Pouncey or Trey Boston, I think I still kind of lean towards Pouncey because I think, I think a lot of Trey's pro- productivity last year was due to our secondary and our pass rush. Exactly. Like our, our cornerbacks were locked down. We had a great pass rush. So, I mean, even Julio Ladai and Adrian Phillips had good years last year. They've not been known to be the best in coverage or had the best pro football focus grade or anything like that. But last year they they did all right. I do like Adrian in that hybrid linebacker role. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I like Rayshon Jenkins a little bit too. Yeah, I think he could be – He's definitely going to be a factor this year, definitely. at least because yeah, he's coming into a sophomore year. I liked what I saw from him last year on special teams. Yep, and yep. His limited time in defense, he's real aggressive, he's physical, he's a big hitter. I'm not really sure what his coverage skills are because we didn't see a lot of that last year. But, yeah. yeah, that'll be interesting to see what they do with that safety position. Okay, let's list the guy we got in the secondary. We got Jalil Adai, Rayshon Jenkins. We got Adrian Phillips. Yeah. Who else we got? That's safety-wise. Uh, Dexter McCoy. I don't know. Did we cut him? Yeah, he don't know. He went to the 49ers, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he got cut. Cornerback-wise, we got Desmond King, Jason Verrett, Casey Hayward, and Trevor Williams. And don't forget about Craig Maker too. We got we still got him on the roster. Do we? I think I so. I think so. I would say. I would say. I would I'm say. Look that up real quick. But yeah, like Jason Rick, he's actually like my top favorite Chargers player. He's actually one of my top players on the team. Yeah, I I loved Jason Barrett when he was healthy. Yeah. And it's frustrating to see him out for two seasons because of the same injury. I feel like he kind of rushed it back and that yeah. just pushed back timeline. But, I mean, I really like him just because he's, he's kind of an underdog player. He's small, yeah. he's got, but he's got tenacity, and he's really quick to the ball. He reminds me almost kind of like a Antonio Brown at cornerback. <laughs> that's a good That's a good comparison yeah good analogy yeah. uh i'm looking up craig mayer to see yeah so is he still on the roster yeah he was out all last year i guess he maybe he was on the injury ir so we um we placed a second round tender on tyrell williams right yeah second round on tyrell 
and I never saw a report on what we placed on uh, Chris McCain. Yeah. I am glad that we tendered him, but I'm not – I never saw – I know we tendered him, but I don't know what round it was. Yeah, I'm hoping we keep him. Yeah. So how does this sound? How does this sound? Like, I don't agree with this at all, but how does this sound? Let's say the 17 overall pick, Tyrell Williams for Odell. How does that sound? It sounds I – mean, I like it. On paper well, – I was thinking about this earlier. On paper, if we were to acquire Odell, I think there's no debate. We have the best offense overall in the NFL. But when you do that, you also have to look – at the perspective of the defense and the needs there. We have a big hole at defensive tackle and nose tackle and Corey Legette's suspended for four games, which hopefully <laughs> we can appeal that to two. But yeah, that's we'll what see. I was thinking, hopefully. Yeah. And then you've got our inside linebacker and safety position. And overall, our defense is really solid everywhere else around there. And I think we have enough depth in our cornerbacks that somehow I think Gus will be able to get creative and definitely plug his safety in there and make make the system work. So safety position is probably honestly my the least of my worries on defense. Uh, if I were to rank them, I'd probably go. I'd probably place defensive tackle first just because of the. Corey Legette suspension yeah. or else I might go inside linebacker I think with Corey being suspended that might change Chargers mindset a little bit with the 17th pick yeah. I think they may be leaning I, I'm sure they probably want to pick up Vita Vea yeah, that's what I was going to ask you I think Raycon Smith and Tremont Edmonds might be gone yeah I think they both will be gone yeah. but also I also think the Raiders might take Whoever they're, if one's already gone before the Raiders pick, I think they'll pick whoever they have higher on their their big yeah. board. But I say Denzel Ward from Ohio State, the Raiders. Yeah, you think Denzel? What position does he play? He played defensive back. Defensive back. Okay, yeah. Because they drafted um Garen Conley from Ohio State last year, so you have two Ohio State cornerbacks. Yeah, that would that would be that would be nice. I like Josh Jackson at corner a lot, but he didn't have a very good combine at all. Yeah, I ain't heard much about him too much. Yeah, I was just I would watch highlights kind of throughout the season on him, and he's yeah. got a lot of good tape out there, but he did kind of blow it at the combine. Wasn't that the guy that ran like a four five four six? Was it a four six maybe? Yeah, it was. It was upper four fives, maybe yeah. even leaning towards four six, but but he's a big body corner. I think he's like six two six one. In that area. Yeah, he's. I think. Yeah, he's. He's big. He's. He's definitely. He's kind of like a Richard Sherman body yeah. type. At least, like. And Richard Sherman doesn't have blazing speed either, but. Yeah. But yeah I don't know. Oh, Josh. Oh, that's a basketball player. <laughs> so, what do you rank Keenan Allen? In the wide receiver category, what do you rank him? Wide receivers. Yeah. Category. Without being biased, I think I'd want to say I'd want to say four. Um, and my rankings ahead of them are Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, who had a down year, 
last year, but it's just hard to rank Keenan in front of him just because of Julio's stature and his freak athletic ability. Then I'd go Keenan. Then I'd go Odell. And Odell was out. I think he, what, played two or three games last year? And that's kind of factoring into that decision. And people might say, oh, well, Keenan's missed a whole season or half a season here and there. But to that, you don't know how well Odell's going to bounce back this season from that injury. We've seen how Keenan's bounced back from injury. So Exactly. Like, Keenan, he opened my eyes this year. Remember he had that four-game span of 10-plus yeah. catches, 100 yards. Yeah, he broke the NFL record. Yeah, and that opened my eyes, like, completely. It was uh, 10 receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown, touchdown. Yeah. In, in four consecutive games. And you know yeah, us no. being a Chargers in our history, we don't really get that recognition, like, on the first taste or undisputed, nothing like that. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't talk about the Chargers much. Even with us moving to L.A., we're still kind of flying on the radar. We get more coverage being in the media capital of the world, pretty much. But yeah. Not the world, but. But I like I like the idea of us flying under the radar. Like, just focus on the Rams. I like everybody focusing on the Rams in the L.A. market. Yeah. I like I it. I agree. I like us flying under the radar. I think it's, I think our team kind of has a us-against-the-world mentality. And I think they even had that in San Diego. I mean, Chargers fans have always been, you know, a needle in the haystack. There's not <laughs> – you don't see a whole lot of Chargers fans when you go out in public. You'll see a lot of Patriots, Steelers. Exactly. I don't know where I'm from. You'll see a lot of Chiefs. But See, me, I'm from Mississippi. So, like, I live in Mississippi. So, I have came across two Chargers fans, my two Chargers fans in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Missouri, so yeah, I, I know I know a couple. Some of my buddies are actually Chargers fans. They're both from California, though, so that makes sense. And they moved here. Yeah. I kind of converted my little brother to be a Chargers fan whenever I was he was growing up. But our dad's actually a Chiefs fan. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's got season tickets to the Chiefs. That's very interesting because my dad is actually a Raiders fan. Really. Yes. Yeah, it is. I, I swear, like growing up, it was just going against the grain. Like I didn't want to root for the team. I mean, nothing against my dad. All over to him, but I just exactly it made it more fun rooting against a rival. The only time I rooted for the Raiders if they was playing like the Broncos or a division rival, and we needed them to win. That's the only yep. time. Yep. Same with the Chiefs. That's the only time. Yeah. So what about this kicking battle? How you think that's gonna go? Well, with Caleb Sturges, I'm hoping he's the guy. It'll be interesting to see how. I can't even pronounce the other guy's name from Florida State. Yeah, I think it's Robert Aguayo. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Aguayo, yeah, something like that. Great kicker for Florida State in college. Like, one of the best kickers ever to come out of college. Second round Went pick. To the Buccaneers, and he didn't do so hot. And I think it was the pressure. I think it was the pressure. Yeah, I think I think possibly being picked that high kind of yeah. got to his head a little bit as a kicker. Yeah. Now he's one of many getting picked that high. But yeah. Wasn't it second round, maybe? Wasn't it second round? Something like that. Yeah, I believe it was second yeah. or third. And I was surprised by that. I was like, 
this guy must can kick an 80 yard field goal or something. Yeah, I mean, he obviously <laughs> has the talent. He was picked that early and was one of the best college kickers in history. So, if somehow he can bounce back and get his head right, I'd love to see him do great. Yeah. But we still got Nick Rose, right? Uh, Nick Novak. Yeah, well, that's yeah. another kicker we have too, I think. Really? The guy we signed late in the season after Nick oh, um, Novak got hurt. Yeah, Novak did get hurt. Yeah, yeah. we we might still have him signed. Yeah. I'm not. I think we we do have three kickers in the, in the yeah. roster. So right I wouldn't now. be surprised yeah. if they get an undrafted kicker or something. Yeah, I think I think they're they're probably set on their kicker situation. Probably they're probably gonna at least see how the battle pans out in training camp. I mean, I could maybe see him picking an undrafted kicker just to bring in for some extra competition. I mean, yeah. You never know, but. Three kickers in training camp and OTAs is, in my opinion, enough for a, a good kicking competition. And you know what would make that more interesting? What's if, that? If the Chargers get on hard knocks this summer. Yeah, that would be that would be something. That's what I want. That's what I want. Robert Aguayo was on hard knocks, and there's a video of him on hard knocks getting cut and everything. <laughs> I don't know how that would – he'd have to – get mentally right if we're going to be on hard knocks again yeah. or if he's going to be on hard knocks again because it didn't pan out so well for him last time yeah because i think we was a candidate for um hard knocks i think it was three other teams or two other teams but we was one of the candidates yeah we it was yeah it was two or three other teams i can't remember yeah. him off the top of my head but we were one of few i remember tom telesco said He's open to it, but he doesn't want to be a distraction. But obviously in the L.A. market, I think he said something about that. It would be great for fan exposure and media coverage. Which exactly. I agree with him in that aspect, but I just wouldn't want us to be on hard knocks if it were to be a distraction to the team. Exactly. And plus, we got embarrassed. Like every, It was basically a away game the whole season, 16 away games, basically. Yeah. I'm wondering how this, how we're gonna fill up this new stadium in LA because it was billed at a little bit over two billion, and yeah, I recently raised it. Yeah, they they raised it to, I I think it's four point nine something billion now, and the most expensive in stadium in the NFL right now is not even at two billion. So we're going over double that. So it's gonna be. It's going to be something. Yeah. But that's in the next, what, two to three years? Two to three years? Yeah, they won't have that belt for at least another two or three. With them just raising the budget on it, almost 2.8 or $9 billion, I could see it even taking longer. Yeah. So um, who do you think is the future quarterback of the Chargers right now? Do you think we would draft one, sign one, or what? Do you think he in this draft? Uh, if we do take one in this draft, I'd like it to be Lamar Jackson. Okay. And I wasn't a big fan on Lamar Jackson until I started watching some tape and listened to Michael Vick actually talk to him about, about him today. And Vick was saying how, he reminds him a lot of himself when Vic used to be back in college, but exactly. even better. Exactly. And that's impressive to 
see Vic say that. That's very humble of him to say that considering his career, and that's also a huge compliment to Lamar Jackson. And I think Lamar will be there at pick 17. I don't really think we should take a quarterback at 17. I wouldn't be I surprised. Think, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I just think we need to be building our team around number 17 that's already on the Sandy or L.A. Chargers. <laughs> exactly. Philip Rivers. But, so I'd rather see us build around Philip Rivers right now and kind of be in a win-now mode. But yeah. I can see where they'd be leaning towards a quarterback for the future. You can sit behind Rivers for a couple of years and learn. And that'd be really good for Lamar Jackson especially. I think the other three QBs are – maybe a little bit more pro-ready. Yeah. You know, growing up, I was an um, Ohio State fan. I still am a little bit. And, I, like, Carter Jones right now is, like, like my second favorite quarterback behind Phillip Rivers. So, obviously, yeah. obviously, he's the guy that I actually believe in who can groom on the Rivers, who can learn the system more and just learn the yeah. fundamentals of being a quarterback. Yeah, it would be amazing to see Cardell – room under philip rivers and learn some of philip rivers work habits work ethic and then when rivers decides to hang up the cleats hopefully as an la charger cardell could step in and be the quarterback of the future that would be ideal for sure yeah it was a lot of talks that we might take mason rudolph in second round maybe yeah Cause he worked out with Rivers a little bit during the summer, I think. Well, not during the summer, but recently. Yeah. I will say. I wouldn't necessarily mind that, but like I said, I I really want us to build around Rivers. I think we've got. A, I think this is the most complete team. I think yeah. we've had dating back to all the way, you know, the 06 days when LT broke the touchdown record. <laughs> yeah, that's when I became a fan in 06. Yeah, when he scored. 32 touchdowns, rushing and receiving, included 28 just rushing, but 32 touchdowns rushing and receiving combined. I mean, that's crazy. That's two touchdowns a game, literally. That's insane for a running back. Exactly. But I say Phillip Rivers has three to four years. Yeah. Three to four years. I'm one of those people that believes Phillip Rivers can be almost like a Tom Brady-like quarterback when it comes to aging. Uh, not saying he's as good as Tom Brady skillfully or or he's not as much of a technician either but I think I could see Philip Rivers aging well uh, I mean I know he takes great care of his body works out a lot yeah and he's a student of the game have you seen him recently they showed a, it was a picture of him recently I've seen kind of fit <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw one on Instagram and I, yeah. I thought he was looking pretty swole. Yeah, I was like, man, working out. <laughs> His arms were bulging out. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, if we keep Travis Benjamin, do you think we're gonna keep him? I think we'll keep him, and we... I'd really like to think him. I'd really like to keep him, just because he adds a vertical threat to our offense and. I know he made a lot of dumb mistakes in the returning game, <laughs> yeah. especially that safety with the Patriots. Everyone's going to say he doesn't have a good football IQ and this and that. And now that was a really dumb-headed move, but, you know, he learned and hopefully he moved on. He had a he had a kick return this year, and yeah. he would have had two, but it was called back. And I think it really opens things up for the offense when 
in regards to Keenan Allen and Tyrell running slants, comeback routes, and their shorter to intermediate routes. I think Travis does a good job of opening up the field, and I think people don't see that aspect of his game as much because it doesn't show up on the stat sheets. Exactly. But back what you alluded to before, like, you said, and I, I agree with you, this is one of the most complete teams that we don't had in a while. So that's why I feel that Gates should at least resign for one more year. How do you feel about that? I definitely agree. I was reading a tweet or an article just the other day that was saying, if the Chargers have any respect for Gates, if he wants to resign, you sign him just out of pure respect for exactly. the greatest tight end that has ever played for the Chargers. And that's including Kellen Winslow. Yes, he's by far better than Kellen Winslow. Exactly. Tony Gates revolutionized the tight end position, as well as Tony Gonzalez. Undrafted. But, yeah, I think, and you got to remember that at the end of the season when Hunter Henry went out, Gates was still a contributing factor. He, yeah. he had a couple of touchdowns towards the end of the season, and he still contributed, and I think he still can contribute on third downs, on short to intermediate routes, and it definitely in the red zone. Yeah. Because I remember that Dolphins game. I would say it was the Dolphins game when he broke the record. Yeah. Man, that was a special yeah. moment. That was a special uh, moment. Yeah, that was a very special moment. <laughs> I'm glad we got that out of the way in the early in the season, too. I know. Like, I forgot, like, I was um, listening to Good Morning America, Good Morning America, Good Morning Football, and they were saying, you know, somebody posted a link in the chat, and I had watched it a little bit, and they were just saying how we were just introduced to the L.A. market, and we didn't know how to, like, get used to the fans is the reason why we started 0-4. And they didn't mention yeah. the they didn't mention the kicker not once. <laughs> they didn't yeah, mention the kicker problem can, not once. Yeah, I don't think they can be blaming it on the market. Yeah. Sure the market doesn't help that we have an away game every time in a soccer stadium. And a new coach. But, I was blaming on a new coach too. Yeah. I think Anthony Lynn did a great job in his first year as a head coach. Yes, players he coach. Some, yeah, he had some hiccups in the beginning of the season. Then like his time management. Play calling. A few times, yeah, especially in that Jaguars game, I thought he should have managed the time a little bit better. But I think he definitely learned from those mistakes and moving forward, he'll fix those. Yeah. This is actually the most anticipated year, like, since I've been a fan. So I'm taking all bets this year on this team this year. Oh, yeah. If you're going to bet on the Chargers – 2018 would be a good time to do it. Yeah, I feel like this is the year for the oh, L.A. Yeah. Chargers. Yeah, even if we don't go to the Super Bowl, I think I think we're a lock to win the AFC West. I mean, you never know with the Chargers, but I think we'll I think we'll win the AFC West and make a deep run in the playoffs. I I predict actually in the AFC Championship game this year it will be the Chargers versus the Steelers, and I think. The Patriots are going to take a little bit of a step back this year. I think they'll definitely still make the playoffs, have a great record, and be in the divisional round, possibly even a bye first round. I just think with Josh McDaniels leaving, that's that's big. And Yeah, he's left before. Matt Patricia. Left yeah, too. but uh, that's what I was about to say. Matt Patricia leaving the defense is, yeah. is a big thing. But you can't ever underestimate Bill Belichick, probably – 
one, if not the best coach in NFL history. Yeah, I say he's the best. And I, like I said on my podcast before, I think last week and the week before that, or the last couple episodes, I said, like, you will never see Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in another Super Bowl again. And your yeah. pre- your prediction was actually similar to mine. I got Chargers, Steelers, AFC, and I got Rams, Eagles, and the NFC. I like that. I think it'll be – I agree with your AFC prediction, obviously, as I stated before. But I think – the NFC, I definitely think the Rams will get over that hump they faced in the playoffs this past year, and I think yeah. they'll get to the championship round. And then I think you got to look at the Eagles, obviously, because they haven't lost too many guys. They've added a couple players also. Michael Bennett. And Yeah, Michael Bennett, which, I don't know, his legal situation <laughs> might be a little bit troubling. Yeah. We'll see. But I think it'll. it's going to come down to – the Rams, Vikings, and the Eagles for the NFC, I definitely think. Well, and you can't really rule the Saints out either. The NFC's gotten really tough this, exactly. this past year. I think the AFC used to be the stronger conference until just this past year. I think the NFC merged with a lot of contenders. And then and then you have to remember the Niners with Jimmy exactly. G, he's 5-0. Oh. I mean, that's a really tough conference. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep on Jimmy Graham and the Packers. He just uh, recently signed. I wouldn't sleep yeah. on them. Yeah, you can't forget about Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really tough conference with the Rams, Eagles, Super Bowl winners this past year, the Vikings, who just got Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And you have, you know, the Saints and Drew Brees. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, and I mean the Redskins even got Alex Smith. I don't, I don't know if they'll be any better. I wouldn't call Alex Smith an upgrade from Kirk Cousins, but yeah. I don't know, they'll be they'll be decent. It's gonna be a challenging year for the NFC. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a dogfight. That's for sure. Yeah, but man, I really appreciate your time and this conversation because yeah. I've been needing yeah. to have a conversation with a Chargers fan. That knows what they talking about. Yeah, no problem, man. That was Josh, a long life Chargers fan, and that's basically what I've just been seeking—just trying to have a dope conversation with a, a fan or like just a guy that knows his stuff, knows like the Chargers, knows what he's talking about, knows the players, the ins and outs of the coaches and things like that. But yeah, I hope to have, well, I will have more guests on the up and coming episodes. Hopefully next week and the week after that. So. Just stay tuned for that. And like I always do, I want to end this podcast like on a positive note. Like I like on the interlude, I usually release the interludes either a day or two before the podcast. And the interlude was called Stay True to Self. And what I mean by that is just stay true to self. Be honest with yourself and just try to surround yourself with positive vibes and just try to give energy off that you want to receive back into the world. So that's basically how I want to end this podcast. And I'm going to leave his Twitter in the description. And I'm going to leave a quote in the description. And just follow me on all social medias. I'm going to leave that in the description as well. And if you like this podcast, just share, like it, comment on it on YouTube. Just anything. Just share it out. Put it out to the world. If you like it, just follow me on this dope journey that I'm on. It's a new one. And it's always new beginnings, always the beginning again. And that's how I want to end this podcast by saying knowledge is power. This is just the beginning.
This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is humble beginnings. This is just the beginning. This is humble beginnings. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. What you mean? This is just the beginning. We get it. We get it. This is humble beginnings. I used to live in poverty, that's why the trap was calling me. Police pull me over and they bother me. Only way to make it hit the lick or win the lottery. We've been down for too long, I think it's just time to climb the tree. I've been grinding, trying to make a way, I'm trying to climb the chimney. Santa Claus never came, these hoes were acting grimy. Now they be gigging, now they be fucking, they sucking, they want my digits. Fuck you bitches, I'm loving this money, that's my addiction, nigga. I know niggas in the trap I know niggas on the corner I know people up in college Working hard for their diploma And I'm just here, I'm riding rap While smoking marijuana Doing what I wanna I'm just trying to get these Pull up on me when you see me, nigga You can get it Pull up on me when you see me, nigga Pull up on me when you see me, nigga. Pull up on me when you see me, nigga. Cause this is just the beginning. Ayy. Now this is humble beginnings. This is humble.